Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software development and software testing. Let me start that over with some new music from DJ Yannick. Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software testing and development, especially in Python. On today's episode, we're going to talk about increasing your skills. There are a lot of ways to improve your skill set. Of course, I'm a big fan of learning through reading books, such as upping your testing skills by reading Python testing with PyTest. And then there's online learning systems and MOOCs. One of my favorite ways to learn also is uh, by using the training at training.talkpython.com from my good friend Michael Kennedy. At the other end of the spectrum is a full-blown university degree. One option kind of in the middle is continuing education programs available through some universities. To discuss this option with me in more depth, today I've got Andrew Hoover, Senior Director program strategy from the from the University of Washington Continuum College. But before we start, I'd like to thank, as always, my Patreon supporters. To find out how you can help support the show, visit testingcode.com slash Patreon. Also, thanks to everyone who has purchased my book on PyTest, Python Testing with PyTest. It's doing great, and I'm loving all of the feedback I get on Twitter. And a double thanks to all the folks who have left reviews on Amazon or somewhere else. And now I have one more special thank you that I need to, to give. The theme music that I'm using today is by DJ Yannick, a listener of the show and a French DJ living, living in New York and passionate about Python testing and web, web development. Thank you, thank you, Yannick, for this great music. I really appreciate it. Now let's talk with Andy about continuing education and how we can increase our skills. Hey, welcome to Testing Code. So you work at University of Washington? Yes, um, I am in uh, University of Washington is a public institution. And so we have uh, a extension program here. Our, our program is called Continuum College because we're actually one of the colleges here. And that's because uh, we are uh, seeking to uh, provide programs so that people can continually learn um, after they've finish their formal education since uh, we are living in a knowledge economy. And we run certificate programs and degree programs, mostly master's degree programs in that front. Okay, so this is uh, mostly for somebody that already has uh, a four-year degree then? Uh, no, our certificate programs, uh, some of them require no college, some require two years, and some uh, require a bachelor's degree or they have other prerequisites um, for them. There's a lot of places where people can continue their education right now, whether it's, uh, you know, free videos on YouTube to Udemy courses or um, Pluralsight or others, um, or even now uh, there's lots of boot camps showing up around. Why would somebody choose a certificate program and is, are there benefits over other things? I think it's important to sort of figure out what it is that you want to do and um, and and where you want to go. And oftentimes those those are those are relatively uh, minor steps or small steps, um, you know. And and you can learn by doing and uh, learn through um, some kind of computer graded. Uh, 
online resource or, or massively open online course like a MOOC. Um, and, and those are wonderful for uh, keeping, you know, yourself fresh. Um, but then there are other times where uh, you need to make um, uh, a, a change. Sometimes um, people want to move from testing into software development. Sometimes people want to move uh, from a software development world into program management. Um, and so uh, those types of steps um, oftentimes um, are bigger. And um, uh, the benefit of a certificate is that you can uh, get connected with people in in those new fields, if you will, that are that are maybe adjacent to what you're doing now, um, and and learn all the language and the principles, um, so that um, and, and also build a network so that you uh, um, can make a transition into whatever field you want to to, to work. And that's why we're called Continuing College because all of us are going to be working for quite a few years and and uh, want to make sure there's a lot of um, opportunities for people to have social mobility and and change as they as they evolve over their uh, careers do you know people listing a certificate on a resume or something does that help people get a job i guess yeah i think um you know i think if you look on linkedin for example and you were to you know look up um, see if people have UW software testing certificates. You'd see some people listing those there. Um, another thing that can be helpful for is, is say, or, or if say you were in software testing, you want to go into software product management. That that's a big step. Um, there have been people who've, who've come from those kinds of worlds and evolved their career over over time to move into those kinds of roles. And again, you could could look up there and see who's taken. Um, you know, if depending on you know how LinkedIn will limit your searches after a while, but uh, you can see a number of our graduates up there. We graduate about three thousand people from certificates a year. Our, our actually our numbers have been going up, not down, with all the innovations around um, learning, um, and that's just because you know there is a great need to continuously learn. Uh, but at some point, people need something a little bit more than uh, a self-guided course, and a little, and they can't really go back and get another master's degree or uh, get an undergraduate degree. So the certificate's a nice balance in between. Usually, our certificates are around uh, three three courses, um, and they are around um, you know what you'd consider a normal size course in a in a quarter system. So about three three hours of active learning with um, with materials and with an instructor, depending on what format you take, and then about uh, six to nine hours of homework where you're doing assignments and getting feedback on those assignments. Okay, so the uh, three courses endure about in duration, but you take them one at a time? Yeah, uh, in our case, yes, you can take them one at a time. Sometimes we have some programs that allow you to, you know, take the first course and then you can take uh, the second and third course to finish it at the same time. I noticed some of them have like online and uh, local. So can people do it in their evenings or something then? Or Yeah. So all of our programs are designed uh, for uh, working professionals. And so there's uh, four options for people. We have classroom, which, you know, we have classroom locations in downtown Seattle. We also have them in Bellevue. Uh, and those meet once an evening uh, during the weekday, uh, typically. Uh, then we have... Um, 
an accelerated version. We're, we're rolling out an accelerated version of data analytics, which is uh, kind of data science, but at a kind of a little bit of a lighter level. Uh, and that one is is um, you, you meet um, one night a week uh, for three hours and and a Saturday morning for three hours. So it goes 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 quicker. You get done in the whole program done in 15 weeks versus 30 weeks. So we have those two that are face-to-face kinds of offerings. And then we also offer two kinds of online. One is the group paced where you're, you have deadlines weekly and you're working with a cohort. And so that keeps kind of helps you keep on track. Um, and, um, and then we have the self-paced online where we have all the, everything's video recorded. Uh, you're able to um, watch it at your own and go at your own pace. We have instructional assistants who check in with you if you're not active in the course. Um, we have assignments that are machine graded, but also assignments that are instructor graded. And so you're getting input from your instructor and feedback and support from a, you know, from a real person. So if I'm doing one of those self-paced ones and I have like, and I, I'm st- stuck or I need help with something there is there people somebody around to answer questions and stuff right yes so um so there of course is a discussion board and then there are um you know not instantaneously at the, you know four o'clock in the morning someone's gonna be able to respond to you but within a day at most two days you'll have a response to your question um and so that's you, you know we staff them with instructional assistants and if the instructional assistant can't help them the instructor jumps in and helps so the the ones that you're uh time-based um about how long do they vary uh so all of our uh, so three three of them the 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 classroom versions and the group paced online all run ten weeks per course okay. and um, then um, the uh, self paced you are allowed to go at your own pace but you need to complete the course within four months okay. so we need to have some kind of encouragement to keep people on track. Yeah. Um, and get them through the program and we do update our curriculum at least on an annual basis so it's important for us to keep people moving through oh they are they the online stuff is updated annually okay yeah on the on the on the our highest volume programs it is um some of the other ones where they the curriculum is more stable or uh we we have it uh updated maybe less often but you're you're paying attention to that so yes like we the, Okay. Yes, we have to uh, for so what we have in our case we've created we've created these four formats because we've we've after researching a lot and trying also many other formats which we still offer in some cases uh, we we really feel these are the four formats that that will fit different kinds of learners' needs and allow the instructor to really focus in on on the learner based on how how that format is set up. Okay, and. Uh... Wow. Um, so those are the certificate programs, the courses within those. Like, like let's say there's uh, information that I wanted to take. Like, there are sets of three. Are the courses offered uh, piecemeal as well? Uh, people can uh, uh, apply for one for an individual course enrollment for, for a lot of the programs. It's up on our website as to which of those are open or not open for individual enrollment. There are prerequisites, and um, we do try to create an active learning environment. So we're very keen to um, have students in the classes that that have a common set of background, especially uh, for this for the certificate programs where um, where 
you know, there's a progression of learning. So the first course, there's a lot of assumed knowledge once you're once you're in the second course that you learn in the first course. Okay. Um, like I'm taking a look. Like for instance, I, I think it's cool. You got some data stuff, uh, data data analytics and data science. Mm-hmm. Um, and like let's say, um, I don't know, like like a normal university has uh, some drop times or something, or I guess you are a normal university. Sorry. Um, yeah. But um, like if I get like a couple, I don't know, a week into it or something and realize that, wow, I'm really way over my head. Um, is there a way for people to cut out at that point or. Yes. Yeah, so we have a, um, you can withdraw with a refund uh, within, I believe eight business days. So it's important to check. Um, you know, I, I think your shows for, People look at lots of other lots of places, so always do check that with um, uh, with the, any institution you're going to work with when you're going to pay money yeah. to uh, to get to be able to get a refund. I think that's very important. We feel it's important, so we've we've put in that that in place that you have eight business days to engage in the course and see if it's working for you. You know, I'm I'm glad that um, uh, you guys contacted us because I you know to be honest, I would have dismissed um uh certificate programs through universities is probably being too expensive for a lot of people but um these seem reasonably cost to me i mean they're not cheap but they're not uh outrageous either so um i is that are, are your numbers similar to do other universities have this sort of thing as well or uh, we're pretty unique. There are a few, you know, large public institutions uh, in, you know, a- across the country that have um, similar offerings. Um, and again, ours, you know, you don't have to be a Seattleite to take our offerings. It, it can help if you ever want to move out in this area or out in the Northwest. You know, we're a well-recognized university and we have a lot of students who do that. But um, but yes, if you look at large public institutions, they usually have an extension arm that is job is to try to keep people educated with the latest, you know, uh, um, knowledge areas that are growing and changing. And so um, uh, and then it is non-credit. So what we try to do is is, um, you know, we're trying to basically create access uh, for learning. And so um, and and, uh, we have to. We run our programs, you know, such that they can cover our costs and our investments that we have to make into an online infrastructure. But they don't; they're they're actually taught by uh, working professionals and, um, you know, designed by people who are in the field uh, with advisory board oversight. And so we get a lot of people who are willing to to do those kinds of roles. It's a it's sort of an extra job for them. And uh, and and that in that way we don't have all the costs which get transferred into higher tuition rates that a standard you know university course would have that's credit based. Okay. Um, and then like uh, let's see, even machine learning. Oh, there's there's actually quite a few cool things in here. Um, uh, just kind of punching through your project, like project management, for instance. That's neat. That's probably yeah. a lot of people would want to take that. Yeah, that's one of our most popular programs. We actually put through uh, about 400 people a year in, the, in that program. Um, and another thing about it, you know, that, that program is that we we get about 90% retention rate. So the people who start it finish it um, and successfully finish it, um, which is a pretty high uh, since it is a nine-month commitment. And, you know, compared to other, say, self-paced things or, you know, 
um, you know, machine graded, no no human contact type type programs. Yeah. Uh, it's much higher than those. You're you know, with most MOOCs, you're looking at any you know five five to ten percent completion rates. Okay, and then how do um, uh, let's see if somebody wants to take a, I, I I encourage people to go take a look at the um, the U of Dub stuff. Um, what's the best way to get into that? Is I'm looking at let's see pce.ew.edu is that the right? Yeah, yeah. So pce.uw.edu is the best URL, and and there you can look at our library of programs and pick the one that you're interested in, and and um, it will give you then the course uh, offerings, so you can see who's teaching them, what you know, what's taught in the courses, and then there's admission requirements. And uh, you can apply online. Okay, cool. Um, anything else that we haven't covered that you wanted to discuss about this? Yeah, again, I just want to emphasize that um, I think that um, it's wonderful uh, the all the different resources that people have to 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 grow and learn, um, and we we we're just fitting into that ecosystem um, and trying to provide something that's in between the books and self-learning and and another degree program, which is oftentimes out of t- out of reach. And in my case, at age 54, I'm probably not going to go back for another degree. But um, but people still at my age and other ages need to continuously learn. And also that you don't feel stuck. Our goal is to not to help you not feel stuck. If you're in a career where you feel like your days are drudgery, um, you know, I, um, I encourage people to read um, Strength Finders, which is a book um, – that you can get at Amazon or anywhere and uh, try to get a real assessment about what it is that you really want to be spending your time doing and then look and see whether it's us or somebody else, you know, how can I make a transition over towards a career like that, um, that, that might be a better fit for me so I can continue to contribute and, um, and, and have a, have a good life. So um, we're trying to provide that beacon of hope for everybody, and there's a lot of providers out there. And so, I just want to encourage your listeners to, to, uh, to, to, especially since we're around the new year, to, to explore a little bit and see what might be out there, so that they can find something that'll be a good fit for them and and satisfying for them. Yeah, I'm. I've already got a master's degree, so I'm not out there looking for mm-hmm. another degree. Of so that's an easy decision, I guess, for a working professional that isn't looking for a degree, but um, has tried maybe some online stuff and it's either old or it's just not working for them. Uh, something like this might work. Yeah. And, and I don't know. A lot of people have very focused degrees um, in areas that they might even not be practicing in now. So they may need a little bit more than just a course to keep to freshen up. That's right. the first thing. And then the second thing is there's a lot of new technology. You mentioned machine learning. You know, that's um, something we're working really hard to continue to improve our program. It's hard to find. There's a lot of busy people in that field. We're trying to re- continuously revise that, make it all into Python. And so we're working on that right now. Um, but th- those kinds of things, uh, I think, take – there's there's a lot of elements to them. There's And we design our programs that way. So there's there's math there. There's, there's statistics probability, Python, you know, understanding d- data, lots of different 
different pieces there and uh, you can pick those up piecemeal but um, when we take when we create a program for like machine learning we're trying to integrate all those pieces together so that people come out and they actually can apply you know machine learning models and fit them to uh, you know data sets well and use the right ones and things like that so so that's that's an example I think of where some of the certificates can also be valuable in terms of um, you know, oftentimes what you have to do these days with technology requires many different technologies and many different disciplines combined together. We try to curate that into a curriculum that gives students a chance to do some real applied learning with, you know, that's not just a multiple choice test, but it's actually creating a, you know, a a working program um, or doing a Kaggle data set and getting a certain percent accuracy in your prediction. I guess there's a trade-off to think about whether you want to work towards a master's degree or work towards a bachelor's uh, versus taking one of these mm-hmm. if you're already working. And I guess I don't have any – do you have any guidance for people thinking about that? Well, I I, uh, I think it's really case by case, but um, I, I, I certainly want to advocate to people if, if you can find the right program for you and you have the means and, you know, it's certainly, I think, a good idea to get your bachelor's degree completed. Um Going beyond that, you know, I think, um, you know, a master's, uh, there are more and more ways to, to achieve a master's. Um, there are programs out there. I, you know, I, I'm a public university and I'm about supporting, you know, the community. So I'll mention, you know, MIT has got, if you're interested in computer science, you only have $7,000 and you, you're really disciplined, <laughs> highly disciplined. They have, a, you know, an online pr- master's program from, you know, that's one of the top schools in the field um, to get a master's in that, that, you know, will take you three years and, um, you know, it's, it's highly scaled at 7,000 students a year or something. Now, 5,600 students each year enter that program. So it's a very large scale. So, um, you know, exploring the master's is a little bit more tricky. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, it, it may just be that you uh, you have had enough of the background, you have enough of foundation, and what you're trying to do is now combine things um, together to just be able to get a, 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 a more solid foundation in, in uh, you know, in a, in a field, a new field, um, or, uh, or to add a, a, a field to your skill set. So, for example, you mentioned project management. You know, if you're a tester and you find yourself constantly leading virtual teams and stuff, then project management's a great skill set to have and knowing the nomenclature and being able to use the techniques of that is very valuable. You're not going to, I wouldn't recommend getting a master's. I have them out there for project management, but I think for, you know, for most people in technology, if you just got a certificate, that would really, could really boost your ability to work on virtual teams and get things done more effectively. I agree with you. If you're looking to change companies uh, or type of thing you're working on, uh, continuing on and getting a master's degree might be a great idea. If you're trying to move up in your own company or within even other companies, but within the same field area, I think a certificate program and your own experience is probably uh, a good idea or some other way to prove that you've, uh, you're continuing learning. Yeah. A number of, uh, you know, uh, companies will pay for, you know, non-credit training and, um, you can put it into your, you know, job review with your, you know, manager to try to get funding for, yeah. to have the company pay for it. So data, the data science and data analytics are um, moving towards uh, Python or 
So data data science is now all Python. Data analytics, we're using R at this point. Um, and that program has a lot of students who have never really programmed much before. So there, so we chose R because it's a statistical language and their, you know, their strength is more in the statistics typically than in, in programming. Um, but uh, okay, and then and machine then, and then machine learning. We are moving it from uh, from kind of half R, half Python to all Python. Okay, and uh, do you happen to know if it's Python three? Yes. <laughs> yes, all Python three. Yeah, we are moving to uh, Python three. I don't know the exact version number of it, um, but we're using Anaconda and the most recent version i think of oh yeah Python. i think they're up to three six now so yeah that's mm -hmm. good awesome well uh thanks so much for uh coming on and talking with me about this i think this is good information for a lot of people thinking about what to do next in their careers so. great thanks brian it's a pleasure Thanks again, Andy, for talking with me, and thanks to Patreon supporters for helping support the show, and again, thanks, Yannick, for the new music. If you enjoyed the show, share the love and tell your friends and colleagues to listen to it also. Give a review on whatever app you're listening to this on, or on iTunes. Reach me on Twitter, where I'm at testingcode, at testpodcast, and at Brian Aachen. Until next time, go test something. <laughs>